And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you, thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That we all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by two of my brothers here, Dave, Mike. What is going on? You guys have had big, big weeks, big, big days. Uh, Mike, I want to start with you, though, buddy. Up there in the frozen tundra in New York, you have a new addition to the family. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I had to drive down to North Carolina. I was pretty close to the other day. Uh, for the people in the Disney Dad Facebook group you've seen, we added a new puppy to our uh, little household here. Uh, you know, unfortunately, our shepherd passed away back in April when we were all sick with COVID. And uh, we've always been a two-dog kind of household. And I think when you have two dogs, you just kind of get used to it. You know, and the, the dogs kind of keep each other company and they keep each other playful. And uh, that's always been us. So we've been kind of looking for a, a puppy to add to the family. And luckily, we were able to find our new dog, obviously with a Disney-inspired name, Simba. And Simba is a purebred golden retriever. I was able to pick him up down in North Carolina, and we brought him home, and we absolutely love him. And we are so excited to have him, and the girls are so excited. And uh, yeah, he's a new part of the family. Dude, he's so stinking cute. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I just want to snuggle him. Uh, I thought you were going to say that it was called Simba because your new dog is actually a lion, and that would have excited me. But um... <laughs> Dude, it's so cute. It is, I mean, it's it's adorable. Absolutely adorable. Um, And yeah, you, I'm glad you all had a good trip too. It seems like long trip straight down because you're still dealing with snow up in that area and uh i know you've got a long week ahead yeah we we um you know last week we got hit with uh almost two feet and then we got another foot over the weekend we're supposed to get three inches tomorrow and then another possible foot for thursday uh so it's been non-stop for us at work we're behind on collection we're behind on recycling and we're doing all kinds of snow plowing and snow melting and all of that good stuff that we do here in the city and um when that's when that's in full effect i'm constantly busy so uh, it's gonna be 12 hour days for me for the next couple of weeks well i'll tell you what the uh our, our buddy down there our buddy from down under and we're talking about orlando um you just got home man from hanging with uh hanging with one of our brothers there i did um as everybody is possibly aware if you're on the facebook group you can't not be aware that jason is in walt disney world he has um a solid like three weeks here uh in florida on a well-deserved break he has worked um some crazy hours and uh was taking a very well-deserved break and we made time and the, our two families got together and we sat and um talked and about life and everything that was going on, um, which is plenty at the moment. And um, but yeah, just literally filled my belly, belly uh, while having a bit of a chat with uh, Jason, and it was wonderful. Where'd you go? Um, just to a little Mexican place uh, just outside of uh, off Disney property. Um, nice. He was on it, and uh, um, it's it can be troublesome to get in and out sometimes for us locals. So I was like, hey, there's a great place here. And so they, they came for a little jaunt just off property. And, um, yeah, some good food and good company. I've done those three-week trips before, and as good as Disney food is, like it's good to get out to like just the off-property restaurant every now and then. Just, just and to- you, the funny part's when you get the bill, though, and you're like, what do you mean? I got my entire family's food for like thirty six dollars. What? You, what is this? Like, I, this is insane. Right. It's uh, normal prices. Uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not the not the not the Disney prices. Well, uh, everything's going great here on my end. I have a What's little cold. Two, two things you can't do in 2020, 2021. I have a little cold, and so I've been sneezing. Mm. And 
my right eye has been twitching for two days. So pretty much when I'm in public, I'm sneezing and winking at random people, and so it's just constantly uh, not a not a good uh, not a good two things to be having going on. Uh, so if you see me right now as we're recording, my eyes just tw- I, I I do love you all, but you know I'm not winking at you. Yeah. It's just that eye. I can't I can't figure out how to make it stop, man. It's going crazy. I love the people that look at you crazy, like look at you horrified when you sneeze, and you're like. Oh. It's it's hay fever. Like, but come yeah. on, people. Like, no. everybody breathe. I, Riley sneezed in Target, and I was like, "You don't sneeze." <laughs> so, you know, like just joking around. You know, so we were we were kidding a little bit. Um, well, you know, we were chatting a little bit about what we want to chat about or talk about this week on this episode. And Dave, man, you came up with a great topic, and it's something that I think a lot of people. It happens to everybody in Disney. Like it, it does. There's not one guest that this doesn't happen to. And that is when you're walking through the parks and that magic little earworm. And what we mean by earworm is something that just gets stuck in your head. And it's those sights and sounds. Uh, I guess not sights. They can get stuck in your head. But those sounds of the parks uh, that you find yourself two, three, four hours, weeks, years later, humming by yourself in your car. And you go, whoa, hold on a second. Why are you still in there? Uh, So tonight we're going to talk about some of the best earworms around Disney property. And Dave, let's dive right in, man. What's one of your favorite earworms that gets stuck right there and you find yourself humming or saying later on? Well, I'm going to start off with um, one of the iconic ones. Uh, I think it was on Mike's list um, that uh, that we were sending around. And I mean... It's just one of those ones where it's a classic attraction with a catchy tune, and for some reason, uh, even if you... I, I don't think I even need to ride it. I can just walk near it. I'll be in the middle of Tomorrowland, and suddenly you're humming along to It's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day there's a great, great, beautiful tomorrow. Just a dream Just, uh, Yeah, Mike, that's uh, definitely one of yours, because that's one of your favorite attractions, too. Yeah, and I like to embarrass my kids and sing that song at dinner all the time. Um, only for them. <laughs> I won't do it on the show, I promise. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite songs. I get it stuck in my head, and now it's going to be stuck in my head for a while. And I'll probably embarrass my kids later by singing that song. But uh, that's definitely... That, that song to me means Disney. It really does. Uh, when it comes to my family vacations, uh, that's got a, a fond memory for me, and it really gets stuck. This Sherman Brothers at their best. Like, that's that's just classic, classic Disney. And I love that it's Walt's hand on it, too. Like, that's one of those things. I think we were talking a couple episodes ago. Like, what would you not change? That's that's one of those attractions. It better not. I mean, you, you can make updates to it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean... It, and new animatronics stuff like that as technology grows but don't that song needs to be there forever because everyone does it even if you're not a huge disney fan if you're just that casual person walking through the parks and you hear you know and all of a sudden you see this dude you know that's you know six foot eight he's like shining at the end of every day you know doing this whole thing so it's it's a fantastic one, man. It really is. It gets stuck every time. And I think I wanted to start with that one because um, even if, as you said, if you don't know what an earworm is, so to speak, like everybody hears that and goes, oh, that song. And some people love it. Some people hate it. But it just gets stuck right there. Yeah. I mean, that's what attractions do. There's a ton of great attractions. Um, Mike, let's move to one of yours, man. Something you came up with, something that sticks in your ear. Well, I definitely think that this gets stuck in your head. And once you hear the first, even just the two words of this song, it's kind of going to be planted in there for a long time. And that's hi-ho. And we all know the famous song, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Hi-ho, 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 it's home from work we go. 
I mean, even if you're not a Disney fan, you know that. Uh, it, it's used in a lot of, uh, you know, people making fun of having to go to work. And it's just, it's a common phrase. So once you hear that, hi-ho, everybody knows that. And they really get stuck in their head. You know, that as we go through this, I think this is what makes Disney different than any other theme park in the country. Or in the world, really. Is to tell the story, it's really musically driven. And a lot of these are absolutely you know catchy and and beloved and timeless i mean just amazing um do they can you hear dave you might know this can you hear that song from outside of mine train or is it only do they play that soundtrack walking around mine train I don't think so. I think it only hits you for the first time when you go inside and Dopey is right there at the entrance of it. Um, So I don't think you hear it until you see Dopey. And they're they're so good at making sure because the angle of that actually uh, would bleed back across to um, uh, Ariel's Grotto which oh, is yeah, located yep. there um, from the angle that you enter. And so I think they make sure that you can't hear that outside the parameters of the attraction. Well, that's what makes it even more of an earworm, too, because even whenever you walk by there, you find yourself going, hi ho, you know, like doing the whole thing, even though you can't hear that song from outside of the attraction. Yeah. it's. I mean, it, also, can we just go ahead and say it? I've taken one picture better than the seven dwarfs picture you can take during the parties. Ooh, it is. It is an amazing photo. What's the one it's better? Repositioning cruises with yeah. all of the fab five and other cast and characters up on the, uh, the stairs uh, okay. of the wonder or the magic. Yeah. Um, those are, our, those are two of our favorite pictures we've ever taken. Cause you can't get that anywhere else. Nope. But and yeah. they don't do it on any other cruise. But Halloween and Christmas parties, the 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 seven dwarves in Fantasyland usually, yeah, um, yeah. making that group appearance. Yeah, I, I wish they did more group pictures like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I'd just like to take pictures again. I love taking character <laughs> pictures. It's like my favorite thing. I don't even like Katie and I go to the parks, and Riley's not even with us, and I'm like. I just want to take pictures with characters. I love them. Like, I love them. I, I yeah. get into it. I love it. Oh, man, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm going to be that clingy person. As soon as I can wrap my hands around Mickey, I'm going to say, come here, you. I've missed you. And plant a big kiss right on his nose. What do you mean you're days. going to be the clingy person? I know. Anyway. I know. <laughs> but I'm lovable, um, so I'm a clingy lovable. There you go. There you go. Uh, I'm, hey, I'm going to take us over to Epcot. I was going to say, what's yours? Yeah, I'm going to take us over to Epcot for one of mine. Um, because... It never fails when you walk past here. You will hear people doing this, and they will continue to do this over and over and over. And I almost feel bad for the guest relations team member that they've now placed there uh, at that spot since they, you know, you can't walk straight up the middle anymore. You come in that way. And that is mine, 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 mine. You will hear people all day long as they pass it. Mine, mine. Mine, mine. I, 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 I'm just gonna correct your pronunciation on the accent. I think you're aiming for mine, 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 yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't do that. So no, you know. Yeah, that's my niche market. Um, that is amazing. That I hadn't thought of that one. That, but now that you've said it, it's ringing in my ear. Yeah. Yeah. And especially the kids. Like once they go by it, you oh, take yeah. you take a four or five year old past there. You are going nuts an hour later because they're still going, mine, mine? Well, here's the thing. Uh, with the uh, change to the the entranceway there, you now have to go past you have it. To it's go one, of, it. one of yeah. your two options. Whereas before you had to go all the way up, rat, U-turn at the land and come back down to that mm-hmm. attraction specifically. It's getting a lot more foot traffic through there than it used to. So, Yeah. And and also, why it, the only reason you would hear that is if you were going to... Uh, go back to Ride Nemo and talk about an earworm. Let's go straight into the attraction and let's talk about the amazing song that you get in Nemo. Because, <sighs> okay, one of mine, that, and I think this is actually the reason that I 
I, when I texted you like months ago with this, um, when when I was first started to join the group as a as a regular contributor, I was like, I want to talk about earworms because I think I wound up singing this song, okay? And this is a song that it's not even the the main song of the show, the Deep Blue Sea or anything like that, but it's just this one little catchy part of a song, and it will stick with me for I'm talking literally hours in a park. I will still just be walking along going. Just go with the flow. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Oh, oh, Go with the flow. That's the only way to do it. Just get on Go with the flow. That's the only way to do it. Just get on Go with the flow. Don't be a hustler. I love it. Just that uh, Crush the Turtle song there where he's... And and the way they um, took some of his lines from the movie and turned it into a song where he's like, Kill the motor, dude. You mm-hmm. have travelled far. Like, But just then that little bit, the go with the flow, I will sing that for ages. And I think it's actually the song that they play right as you exit. Like it's the final... It's yeah. the curtain call. It's the and one where I have tears streaming down my face th- that as one, I'm walking that out. One, yeah. And you're trying to clean yourself up before the lights and everybody it's, sees it. It's yeah. just a race, man. <laughs> trying to just, just wipe the tears, you know, as um, Riley said on my lap. But yeah, like, and so I think because it's the curtain call, it's that last thing you hear. And I'm, I'm singing it for the rest of the day, guaranteed. The amazing thing, too, about Nemo, like, whether it be the attraction or the show, is they did a really good job taking a uh, animated film that was not musically driven and writing the story around new songs, new you know what I mean? Oh, like, tremendous! Unbelievable! Yeah, like, you would think if you hadn't seen the movie and you went and you saw the stage production, you would think that the movie had these songs in there because they're that it's that much quality. Like I, I really do. People think I'm crazy, man. I like Nemo the musical better than Lion King the musical. Or Lion King. At, at, I mean, I, everyone yeah, says I'm crazy. You're I crazy. I know. I know. Yep. We've. I think I we mentioned this in like half an episode at something. Or a but it's got that. It's got that heart to it, man. I think that comes back to your emotional connection. That's what it is. Like, yeah. objectively, like I'm. St- I still oh, have to say, dude, Festival the, of the Lion what King. What they do with the Festival of Lion King, with that simplicity of the stage, and yet bringing in these massive like sets. To tell the story, and then the the singers. Oh my goodness! I'm in a you know at ten in the morning, you know belting these songs. God bless it. Yeah, there's something about Nemo, man, and like you said, it just gets stuck there, like right in your ear, and then all day long you're singing these little things from Nemo. Um, really, really, really special. Uh, Mike, uh, I know you you enjoy Nemo and you enjoy uh you know writing Nemo. What's another one of yours that gets stuck in your ears? You're going with the Nemo, or with just in general? Anywhere, yeah. Well, the Nemo part. Just getting back to that real quick. I, I don't, I don't find myself as drawn to the songs, but the mind, mind, mind thing. I'll annoy my kids with that all day. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll literally run up to their ears and just start screaming. I'm like a five year old kid when it comes to that. I, I, I drive them nuts when it comes to that, and probably Laura too. I probably like to get on her nerves, and you know, sometimes I like to push your wife's buttons or the kids' buttons, and uh, that's how I do it with that mind, mind, mind. But um, you know. Epcot, there's a lot of cool things there. If you're going over to World Showcase, one of the things that gets stuck in my head is obviously, and it's also in Hollywood Studios, is Frozen and the uh, you know the Let It Go oh, song. Yeah. I mean, who really hasn't had that stuck in their head uh, just by saying those words? Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. a Disney fan, you know the song, you've heard it a million times, uh, and if, you, if you're if you not a Disney fan, I can guarantee it, you're going to hum along when you hear that as well also. 
It's one of those things, like, if you didn't have that movie playing, you know, over and over and over, if it wasn't for Tangled, I would have gone Frozen crazy. Like, I mean, like, we were able to go back and forth between Frozen and Tangled. Um, but when you go and first off, let me say this. I was one of the people like picketing out front, like keep Maelstrom, you know what I mean? Cause that's my childhood and I loved it. And even though it's a bit outdated, I still loved it. Um, and then I thought they're going to put another IP and put frozen. And then they did such a good job. That attraction is so good. And when I first rode that and you come into Elsa's castle and you get the let it go scene, I mean, it's just over the top. Amazing. And you'll hear people leaving the attraction. Let it go. You know, like singing it. I'm not going to hit the high. You know, I'm, I'm no uh, uh, Nina Menzel. I'm not going to be able to hit those high notes. But it is definitely an earworm uh, when you talk about, especially attractions at Epcot. There's only a few, I think, that really have great earworms, and that's definitely one of them. 100%. Um, sorry, I started talking and I was still muted. I was No, you're to, good. Um, 100% because, um, and having two little girls, I know Mike hit Let It Go uh, with probably one of his was right at that prime age. Uh, I've got two that are growing into it. And I've got an 18-month-old who says... 20 25 words and one of them is what does elsa say and she holds out her hand and says go <laughs> like like that's like one 25th of her vocabulary right now it's and a one, yeah it's, it's excellent um and then yeah you hear it and you're like it's an incredible song it's well written and it's catchy there's a reason it was so successful do you think that's a harder to redo an, an attraction reimagine an attraction like that like take maelstrom because you have such a specific uh you know path that the that the the boats take i think that i think that's got to be harder to reimagine uh an attraction like taking frozen in there than to build from scratch i mean there's a lot of imagination that goes into each and every one of those but to be able to take this absolutely iconic uh uh movie and then put it into an already established spot and make it work. And not only make it work, make it work beautifully by incorporating all of the sights and, and, and songs that we love from the film. That's, it. that's where Disney Imagineering is at its best. Definitely. Um, and I think we also see that with um, Mickey's Runaway Railway. Yes. Um, yes. Where it's a pre-established building. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pre-established track in some elements of it, um, and they're working within the confines that have already been preset uh, and already exist. And I mean, we've already talked about this uh, as the opposite. I mean, your other option is to do what they did in New Fantasyland and level everything, mm -hmm. move attractions, move, and just bring it back to foundations and start from scratch and build Seven Dwarves Mine Train. And then it's eight years. Like, you know, you're waiting. Where, whereas they were able to flip it in like less than two. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was 18 months. They had it in and out. And on both of those, and I'm sure there's other examples where they possibly haven't done quite as well in the redo uh, or use of space. Um, but yeah, I mean, particularly there at Norway um, with the, the Maelstrom that went from an attraction that perpetually had a five minute line yeah. to. Uh, an uh, an hour minimum mm -hmm. on a good day for uh, Frozen Ever After. Um, well, you know what? You know what? They. This is where I don't mind IPs and Epcot is because it makes it to where my at then four year old loves going around World Showcase now. Because now you have Three Caballeros, now you have Frozen, you know, and you're going to these attractions that are now, they they mean something to these kids because that's what they've grown up with. And that's one thing Disney's always done really well is they haven't stuck with one generation. They're always willing to go to the next generation and, and have something for everyone. But to get us back on topic, uh, I'm going to stick in Epcot with one of mine. It's probably one of my favorite soundtracks that, and I'll find myself listening to it in the car still, and I miss it dearly, and that's Illuminations. Hope you enjoy our story tonight. 
Reflections of Earth. Illuminations for me has some of the best earworms that you can get at any Disney firework nighttime spectacular. I mean, they're just great. Even here's here's the thing, Dave. Who doesn't do this? I'm pretty sure I did that last episode. Little, um. <laughs> something little. It's so little, but everyone just, you yeah, know, or. It's, and it's the, the, the husky voice where he was like, Welcome to Illuminations, the Reflections of Earth. Uh. It's so good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And I I remember I, I would drive Katie crazy because we'd be sitting there getting ready to watch it. And then right when it happened, I'd just reach over and just right into her ear. And she, would you stop? Like, what are you doing? Like, stop it. You know, <laughs> you're just driving me crazy here. Um, so for me, yeah, Illuminations at, at Epcot. It's got a few different ones in there. Um, I didn't pick up any new earworms from the uh, kind of, I'm calling it a holdover show. Um, but I, <laughs> I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely ready for the new show to start. It's going to be awesome. The irony that they that it was a temporary show called Epcot Forever cracks yeah. me up. Moving well, on. <laughs> you know what's weird about that too, man, is like, if you weren't a Disney like expert and like hadn't been going to the parks since you know 1982, like when Epcot opened, you didn't have a clue what was going on halfway through there. You're like, wait, what? Is, what is this music from Body Wars? Like, what is? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what are we listening to right now? So, yeah. uh, that one did not have the earworms that I uh, that we're chatting about on this episode. So. No, no, it did not. No, it did not. Mike, um, opinion on Illumination? reflections of earth i love that and like i said i'm not crazy with the holdover show um i'm hoping that the new show has some earworms that we'll be singing about and talking about in the future but uh i definitely miss illuminations it was a great show i have a lot of fond family memories with that uh, a lot of our disney family we've got to spend some time watching illuminations so definitely some good earworms and definitely some good uh, memorable music that kind of sticks with you and like i said hopefully the new show to come will have more of that to follow I'm excited for that as well, and I think it will, particularly if we take a look at what happened, and I'm going to segue across into one of mine, if we take a look at what happened with um, the new show, that uh, the new Nighttime Spectacular that came to to the Magic Kingdom has some great little pieces of music, some excellent um, some excellent snippets um that keep people singing along um one of my favorites uh in that is of course uh the hunchback of notre dame has a little bit in there um and when you're singing out there um will be really catchy however it replaced something that i think many of the listeners hold dear i know that many of the listeners hold dear and i'm just gonna say starlight starbright first star I sent him. When stars are born, they possess a gift or two. One of them is this. They have the power to make a wish come true. Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might, have the wish I wish tonight. We'll make a wish and do as dreamers. 
because, got goosebumps yes, right now. I have right. goosebumps. Oh, because when that little girl came in and she's like, Starlight, star bright. And, and it played and you were just like, and then Jiminy would talk, and I am, of course, talking about Wishes, and I think Wishes gave us some great, great earworms, uh, particularly that one for me. Probably my favorite... I, I was just talking highly about Illuminations. Wishes, we will, Riley and I will still listen to. The innocence of when that little girl sings that line, it gets me... Every single time, Every and time. I remember we made a special trip to Disney just to see Wishes one more time. We made a special trip to take my daughter, uh, even though she wasn't uh, old enough to appreciate it, understand it. We pushed her nap. We like we suffered the car ride home purely to have her in the park, and and it was one of those moments where I was like. We're creating a monster by doing this because at some point in time, my, at the time she was one, maybe, and I was like, at some point in the future, living here in uh, central Florida, there may come a time where she gets to work for the Disney company. Um, I, I'm hoping she becomes a lawyer or a doctor or something like that and doesn't, but, um, but and she's going to be that person that like sits in a classroom and goes, I saw wishes before it went away. And everybody's going to be like, what's wishes? That was 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> And she just goes, wishes, you know, like just, just belts it out. Like, yeah, that's, sure. that's the one that gets me. That's the earworm that gets me. Ah, uh, just that little bit. Just walking down Main Street. Wishes. You know, like just, oh, it's so good, <sighs> man. Mike, you, uh, you know, we chatted a lot a couple years ago. When this was changing, look, I, I, <laughs> I was once again picketing outside. Don't, you know, no, no, we won't go. Like, do not take my wishes away. Um, but happily ever after, it's great. Like the fact that they put some other stuff in, but wishes held a really special, special place for, uh, for the DDP. I mean, we chatted about it in the early years of our show. You know, when it was starting to change over. So, oh yeah, definitely, and, a, definitely a tough one. Our, you know, our first couple of trips when my kids were younger, that was, you know, that was our soundtrack. That was our nighttime spectacular. So, uh, it definitely holds a fond spot in my heart. And and I think we should maybe incorporate that in the show more often. You know, maybe uh, a little music here and there. And I'm sure we're gonna get to. Uh, that's it's a very cool thing. And uh, like I said, that'll always have a very special place in my heart. Yeah, we've said it before. I would love for maybe once a year or for. Dude, do a special um, after hours party, just dead times, like maybe like February. I know there's no dead times, but you know, slower times, maybe like February, where the nighttime show is, it's all throwback. A retro week? I would week? pay money. How about a retro I would, week? Yeah, do a retro week. I would pay money to go and see these old retro styles. You know what I mean? Like, let's do this. I am down. Spectral okay, Magic Parade bring them back? Yes! Like, you know what I mean? Even if it's even if it's like somebody's just walking down the street with flashlights, you know, just to just like Spectro Magic, you know, or something like that. Like, can, can you care. can you imagine the drawer of that though? If you told somebody, if you purchase a ticket on this week, you will have the opportunity to watch Spectro Magic, have wishes, um, and like it would sell out in it would hit capacity in two hours. I mean, it, done. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, it would and be most of them would be cast members. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's it would just that's what we need. We need like throwback week, the week before like marathon weekend. Like let's let's nail. Wow, this. that would be insane. And you let's can tell the it. guests to dress up too in old retro clothes. You know, go with the eighties theme. Oh, go, with the... go old school. Yes, man. Oh, I that old Epcot nineteen eighty four. You know, sweatshirt. Yes. <laughs> Epcot Center. Yeah. Dude, I'll even get a bowl cut like I had back in the day whenever I was watching this stuff. It was great, man. Yeah, yeah let's do this. Justin, you couldn't pull off the bowl cut then. Let's not revisit that. <laughs> Moving no, it on. Was, it, um, was, it wasn't good anyways. Um, Mike, what's your what's your next one, bud? Next earworm you got? I think one of these tunes, and I know Justin that's probably holds a very special place in your heart too because not only do you get to hear it in the parks but you get to hear it in Disney movies but you also get to hear it on the Disney cruise ship and that would be the horn when you hear uh, When You Wish Upon a Star (laughs) 
That's one of oh, the, that's got to be one of the best Disney Cruise horn chimes. Uh, you know, we've, we've all seen the videos before where the Disney ships do the battling horns and they play all the the famous tunes. But when you wish upon a star, I mean, that is that is signature Disney. If you ever heard of a Disney song, when it we, there is nothing more simple that brings more joy to three thousand people than a day at sea. And them rolling through, I think it's seven horns, rolling through all the horns mm-hmm. on the Disney Cruise Line, yep. right back to back to back to back. I mean, there's nothing that brings the joy to the people um, like that. I, it, it's it's iconic, Disney Cruise Line. You don't get that with any other cruise ship in the world. You know, you get just your boring old, you know, when I get... And then a little break. Yeah, so good. Now, Dave, you've heard these a few thousand times. Um, I I, I thought I'd let the two of you talk about that for a few moments. Are you as excited about them, or does it just get old after a while? Yeah. There is something about the horns of the (laughs) Disney Cruise Line ships that transport you. You can be anywhere, and. It's it's partly the melody that they create, but it's partly the the sound, the ambiance, uh, the timber of those horns that that create it. That you're just immediately transported to, ah, oh, just sitting on the other side of uh, sitting at Serenity Cove in Castaway Key and hearing it sound on the other side of the. Uh, on the other side of the island, or pulling out, uh, pulling out of port, headed from Port Canaveral as you head through uh, out into open water there, and they sound it, and you're just like, oh. I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, I've told this story before on a past show. Uh, we on the transatlantic, we came into Liverpool, and it was the first time the Disney Cruise Line had ever gone into Liverpool. Um, was when we went, and we pulled in, and we were there all day, and then the local government there threw a party and like, you know, celebrating Disney cruise line coming to Liverpool and they had a stage set up and a band. And there was probably three to 4,000 people lining, you know, the, 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 the Disney cruise ship there, like the Disney magic. And they're all cheering and waving. And right before we left port, we had dinner. We're supposed to be at dinner. And I'm like, I'm not going to dinner yet. I'm going to go out here and watch this. They put off these confetti cannons down down on the port, like down down, you know, right right where you get off the ship. And confetti flew in the air for I mean, as long as it could be, and all the Disney characters were out waving at everybody, and then they nailed the horns as we were leaving. Boom boom. And I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. Like you kidding me? Like and then once again, going through the Panama Canal, they brought in school buses of children, uh, you know, to see yeah. the Disney cruise ship coming through the canal. Yep. And it's just it's just incredible, man. It really does transport you. That's a great one, Mike. Great, great one. I like uh, it, so much of an earworm that you will be then walking through the hall of the Disney Magic two hours later, and some random dad at the far end of it just goes, and you're like, yes, yes, I love <laughs> like, that guy. It's stuck in everybody's head. Maybe Drinks it- on me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Or you hear it and you go, hi, Justin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Would you please stop? You've been doing this now for eight days. You know, it's they've, they've, they've stopped the sounding the horn just yeah. because of you. Okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's just too much. Well, it's not abrasive horn either. Like I've been on other cruise ships and you're just like, yeah. yeah. I don't yep. want to hear it. This one, you're like, do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Um, definitely Incredible. definitely a great one, Mike. I did not think. That's a that's an excellent one. Uh, Dave, what's one. your uh, what's your next one, bud? All right. So I'm actually going to go back to parades for a moment um, and go to something that's a little bit more recent. Um, but it's catchy. It's so catchy. And it gets me every time. Um, and it's the, the move it, shake it, mouse could dance it. Um, street party, the the most recent iteration of it that had a whole, and it's got that song at the beginning of it as they're coming on out, and it's, come on everybody, get your ears on, it's a good, 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 good time. Ah. Hey, come on everybody, get your ears on, it's a good, 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 good time. Oh yeah, we're gonna dance on it. Everybody 
are so catchy. And like you're standing on the side of the of the street and you just start bouncing. Like yep. you can't not. And then three hours later, you're over in the middle of Adventureland and you're walking along and you're like, it's good, 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 good time. And everybody's looking at you and you're like, cool. <laughs> like- Dude, for me, it's... Uh, let me see you shake your tail feathers. Come on. Oh, there you go. Throwback to the last version yeah, of it. Yeah, to the older right, one, man. Yeah, yeah dude. I, th- we always, we were that family, you know, we don't get to the parks till later. And we'd be walking the park at like 145, you know, or, or like right before two. And you would start to hear the music of them coming. And you're like, right to the hub. Let's get to the hub so we can dance and have a good time and enjoy it. Um, that's the, that's a, that's a great one. It has those little moments in there where you're like, yes. And I love watching during Move It, Shake It, the people who you can tell it was either their first time visit or they've never seen this before. Because when the characters come up, you're, they're like, oh, oh, look, it's Mickey. You know, and they're just going crazy. And then they invite everybody in. I love that they invite everybody in the street to dance. Fantastic. Absolutely love it. It's, it's one of those moments where new school Disney meets some of those old school moments that people talk about. Like, that is those interactive moments of my kid got to dance in the street with Pluto. That is one of those things that people have those memories of, of and you as a kid going. Uh, and Joe tells some great stories as well, things that I'm jealous of, of I remember when we got to do things like this. And that's one of those things where you're like, no, this is, this is that old school feeling and doing something in it, like where we get to all just dance in the street with our friends at Disney. Well, you don't know how long that stuff lasts for. Like you take it for granted thinking that like you're always going to be dancing in the streets and parades, you know? That's not the case. You know, I've done things that, n- that will never happen again like riding in the front of the monorail, you know, doing stuff like that. So I, I love that Disney does that. It's a great way to put that. Mike, do you all do Move It, Shake It? We don't. You know, I don't know if it's just time frame of the, where, the, where the kids grew up with their age. Uh, our biggest dance party that I could say as the earworm that sticks in my head was over at Hollywood Studios because my girls were huge High School Musical fans, and that was part of our trip. We had to make it over to High School Musical. That was... It was just so important for them to take part in that. And every single time they would get picked out of the crowd, they'd be up there dancing with all the other dancers and cheerleaders and doing all that kind of stuff. So um, the Move It Shake It party wasn't that big of a wasn't that big of a event for us. And like I said, I don't know if it's because of the age and the time frame of when we've been doing this, but uh, High School Musical was. So I can see how those kind of street dance parties would correlate to having that stuck in your head because to this very moment, I can still hear all of the High School Musical songs stuck in my head from the hours and hours and hours of dance parties that we stuck out at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, dude. Oh, there are so many good ones. Uh, I'm going to take you to one that's really, I don't know if you guys thought of this, but it may be the most said phrase when people are on property at Disney, and it is, Por favor, mantengos y alejados de los puertos. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Everyone, even if you can't speak Spanish, I probably butchered Which it. Which you can't. Cause... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the monorail, man, everyone. I mean, there's t-shirts made. There's, you know, you name it. That one little thing that happens before those doors of the monorail shut, everyone says it. Everyone, while they're on there, that's just what they say. They're like, okay, cool. I know this part. Let's do it. I I tell people I don't speak Spanish. The only Spanish I know is please stand clear of the closing doors. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. 100%. Yep. But everyone sounds so confident whenever they do it, too. They're like, oh, Oh, I've got this. Yeah, and like everybody's like, and everybody's like yourself has that first bit. They're like, por favor, mantenga. It's almost like whenever you don't know the lyrics to a song, and like (laughs) Riley's infamous for this. She'll be in the backseat of the car and she'll be real confident. Misheard song lyrics. Oh, it's you know what? It's um. Let's talk. Uh, every single person that sings, we didn't start the fire. (laughs) You know, but, but like they're like they're super confident. And then they get into it. What else do I have to say? We didn't, you know. <laughs> Every single time. That's everyone on the monorail doing, por favor, mantengas. Yeah, how does it? De las cuentas. Doing great. Uh, I'm going to do one more because I'm going to take Mike over. I know this is one of Mike's favorites. Ooh. Um, 
Another saying that you catch people doing, and actually, I don't like it when people do it because I think it takes away from the experience, but everyone does it. And we've all heard it a thousand times, and that's the stretching room at the Haunted Mansion. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Haunted Mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Our tour begins here in this gallery, where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? Hmm? And consider this dismaying observation. This chamber has no windows and no doors. <laughs> Which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. Oh, I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. <laughs> the real chills come later. Now, as they say, look alive, and we'll continue our little tour. And let's all stay together, please. You, I don't think you can go through the stretching room. I mean, you know, right now it's different. You're just walking through. But you can't go through the stretching room without at least one person blaring out that they know all of the words that the ghost host is saying. And you will find yourself, even though I hate it, in my head I'm saying it to myself. Like, I don't say it out loud. Don't say it to right. myself. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, it's... And so I see both sides of this argument because saying it to yourself or saying it quietly to your family or something is, like, has one of those moments where you're... where you have a shared experience and there's a little bit of a show-off element to it where you're like, oh, look at me. I know all the words. You're showing your Disney fandom off. That's all uh, it of is. Of course. That's you 100%. Want big bright light on you, you know, when you're standing there in that moment. And it's, and it's that moment of where you also have to say, there's somebody in that room and it's their first time. It is their first time with the ghost host. Now, if for some reason you have a party of, like, 20 people, they're all your friends, and every single person has wrote it three dozen times, have at it. Go to town. Like, everybody knows what's going on. But <sighs> there's other things you can do. Also, don't scream. Moving mm -mm. on. Yeah. It um, scares the kids. Now, I did get the stretching room all alone one time. Me, Katie, and Riley. That was it. And it was incredible. It was literally closing down the park, and there was no one else in there with us. And it was amazing. It's incredible. I've done that on a number of occasions. Mike, have you ever been in the stretching room? Just no, not, not just us. Nope, I've always had it with a crowd. Never had it's, that opportunity. It's pretty cool, man. It's a moment. It's a yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah. Is, um, is this something you say, though, Mike, whenever you're in there? Do you say to yourself the whole... The whole spiel from the ghost host <laughs> in my head. I certainly don't want to say it out loud. I, I'm with you. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for somebody else. Uh, you know that we all know how awesome that ghost host voice is, and believe me, it's a lot better than my voice will ever be. So you really don't need to hear what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, no, I, I. We almost got to get a T-shirt made about like you know keep quiet in a stretching room or something like that. I mean, there's definitely right. got to be. Uh, you know, some kind of Disney thing for that. But yeah, I'm I'm I hate it when people kind of ruin it for the other people who are trying to really get into the moment, you know? We should do a Disney don't do's. Do mm. not uh film on an attraction with your iPad held in the air. Like in the uh. front of the Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. just brutal. Like stop it. Uh you know, do not say the the ghost toast. Like, you know <laughs> Now here's the here's the other thing. I'll I'll admit I've done it. Um, where 
if particularly if I'm tucked off in the corner of something and like there's a, I don't know, an 11 or 12 year old who's done it a few times and I can lip sync it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I can I can get the whole welcome foolish mortals. Our tour begins here in the library, here where we see some of our paintings of our as they appeared in their collect in their mortal state and all the like. I've and admittedly, it's been twelve months since I've uh, heard it, but um, but yeah, like I can lip sync it and like it'll it's a little freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to, if I, if I have the chance I'll, and I'm not affecting anybody else's experience, I'll like make eye contact and raise my eyebrows and, um, try to, try to freak out a, a, a 10 year old. Cause that's yeah. good fun. Like, um, but, but yeah, you want, you want that first time moment to be just like yours. Yep. hundred percent. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, Dave, give me, give me another one. One more of yours. You got another one? No, I okay. Don't, I, I don't think so. I think good. my my parades and shows were a big focus of mine, so uh, yeah. that I thought I would bring into the, this conversation. So, Mike, you, you got, got one more? No, I think we pretty much wrapped it up. I mean, I, my favorite one was the one with the cruise, and I think that uh, that's a great way for me to end it. Perfect. Yeah, I've got. A, I'm gonna give you one more, and I will find myself not only humming and singing the song uh, all throughout, but I hope this song never changes. And that's one little spark. Uh, my buddy Figment over in Epcot. One little spark of inspiration. You know, I just oh, so good. And even the like, just the ticking. They just oh, it's so good. One little spark for me is uh, is an earworm that I find it sticks there, man. It doesn't go away. Even just randomly, I haven't been in the parks in say I haven't been in the parks in like two months. Randomly, just throughout the day, I'll just be like, "What the hell's fuck?" And I'm like, "What? Where did that come from?" I'm like, you know what I mean? That's insane. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely a ton of earworms around around Disney property. That's for sure. I'm excited for people listening to this to figure out what their earworm. We've hit them with like twelve earworms, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, I want to know." A day from after listening to this, what is still in their head? Which right. one of these is like overpowering the other? Or what's one we missed that they know? You Ooh, know, like, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, Justin, you were talking about one little spark and how that rings true to you, and uh, how that brings back fond memories. You know, another way to bring fond memories is to take pictures, and we have a great place to post those pictures, and that's on our Disney Facebook page. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Justin, what do you got for me, buddy? What's your Pick of the Week? Yeah, man. I tell you what, I'm going to say a very, very happy birthday to Nicole Dalton. Uh, she said, my birthday always falls on Super Bowl weekend. And I don't know if that's fun or a bummer. Nicole, you have to let me know because I, I don't know if you're like, cool, people are throwing parties no matter what. Or if you're like, I want my own special individual party. But she got an amazing cake. Uh, happy birthday. It's in the shape of, of Mickey. And man, it's got strawberries and chocolate. It's got everything you could possibly want in a cake. This thing is unbelievable. So, uh, Nicole, I will send my address and you can just, you know, ship me a piece. I'm sure it'll be fine in the mail for, for a long term. It won't be any, it won't be any big deal. I mean, it'll, it'll be, I'll, I'll have Riley try it first before I, before I try it. You know, just she, to make sure it's safe. She lives right near me. I can get, a, I, I can actually get a piece of that cake because we go out to dinner with them all the time. <laughs> Oh, it's messed up, dude. Yeah, why don't you get some and put it on put it on dry ice and send it to me? I'm just gonna you know eat it in front of you and, and torture you. Oh, with by it. the by the way, did you get your uh, ornament? I did. Thank you very much. It's it's hanging in my living room till Christmas. Dave, time. do you know the the tale of the ornament before we get into? So, Wait. okay, so back in June, July, uh, when we first Splash Mountain, we first got the news. Um, they had Splash Mountain ornaments, and so okay. I bought Jay and Mike one. And then it continued to just sit all the way through Christmas in my house. And I, about once a week, I go, I'm going to mail those to you. And I finally mailed them out in the middle of January. So You know what? There were a lot of things that people thought they were going to achieve in 2020 that didn't happen. <laughs> and that, that, one that's of them. one of yours. Jay, Jay would randomly text me and be like, I have a blank spot on my tree, buddy. Are you going to send this or not? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll get to it. It'll happen. It'll be there for 2021. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Dave? Mike? Dave, go ahead. Hey, um, yeah, I... I, after last week's episode talking about um, the 
uh, Spectro Magic Parade and the Nighttime Parades and things like that, um, we didn't touch on something. Um, and it is excellent in its own right. Um, and Scott Chenoweth, uh, posted a picture of the Candelabra Dancer from um, the Paint the Night Parade in Disneyland, um, which is a whole nother experience unto itself. Like, we were exclusively looking at um, Spectro and we compared it on a couple of occasions to uh, Main Street Electrical Parade. But Paint the Night, I've never seen it in person. I've seen a couple of different um, videos of it as well. And it and it is one of those things that many people talk about with uh, very high regard from a performance element. Um, and posted a picture of uh, his experience there. And I loved it. Thought it was great. Um, love those photos of those random moments um, and a beautiful design on that candelabra dancer. That's a great parade. I love that parade too. Really, really love the parade. Mike, how about you, buddy? My pick of the week is going to go to Ben Keller and Faith Elizabeth Keller. And that uh, picture is an effort to keep things Disney around here. We took our daughter, Melody, to the Disney store for her second birthday. Happy birthday, Melody. Uh, a few days ago, the only thing she wanted in the entire store was a Lightning McQueen bubble wand. She's been very happy with her cool car, and her house has been full of bubbles. That's awesome. Happy birthday to you, Melody. Very cool picking out the Lightning McQueen. That would be on the top of my birthday list, too. So you have my pick of the week. Awesome, man. Awesome, awesome pictures this week. And Jay is still just nailing it with his pictures uh, while he's down there. Just nailing I think, it. I think all three of us were like, we're not going to talk about Jay because like every day there's an update. And, yeah. and I'm a little biased. He literally just posted a photo of all of us um, saw from that. dinner. Um, yeah. Just came through a few moments ago um, while we're recording. But um, yeah, like he's doing a great job. I thought about Bring FaceTime. It. I knew you guys were going to dinner and what time you were going to do. So I thought about <laughs> FaceTiming. You could just put me in the corner over there yeah. just so I could join. Just you know, sit there being like, hey, yeah. I'm here too, guys. It's, what are we talking like, about? You, you, can, you can make – it's just like uh, when Lily makes Marshall. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just with the iPad. You could do that with me. <laughs> and then the delay where he's like, yeah. oh, three minutes Oh, Justin's later. frozen again. <laughs> oh, that's a great joke. <laughs> Classic. Uh, well, I tell you what, uh, Disney Dads family, we appreciate you guys. You all always are posting great pictures. And if you haven't done so, go over right now and join that Facebook group, Disney Dads Podcast Family on Facebook. That's where we get all of our amazing pictures at. Uh, and not just that. Those, look, that's where we interact. That's where we talk with people and chat with people and get to know all these families that we talk about and end up traveling with and hanging out with when we're down there. Uh, it's really, really a cool spot. And one of the things we love to see with that group is when other families – you know, kind of make their own little families, you know, like, like people getting together, you know, maybe they live close to one another, stuff like that. So it's been really cool over the years to watch that grow and watch relationships grow and blossom. So we really do appreciate you guys on Facebook. Um, if you want to contact us, if you want to be a part of the show, you can, of course, email us. We have our email, disneydadspodcast at gmail.com. And then all of our personal emails are there. It's just our first name. Uh, so Disney Dad Justin, Disney Dad Dave, Disney Dad Mike uh, at gmail.com, and you can get a hold of any of us there too. You can also give us a call, 317-939-3237. That's 317-WDW-DADS. 317-WDW-DADS. Leave a voicemail, maybe chat a little bit about a story you've had in the parks, or you can uh, be a part of the show. Let us know on something you want to hear on a future episode. Um, for our patron family, one, we appreciate you guys each and every week. Uh, you're the reason that we don't do commercials on the show. Uh, we get the opportunity to, to do commercials, and we made the decision because of you all that we would keep this commercial free. So we appreciate you. If you want to be a part of the patron family, right below where you're listening to this, there's a link, and for as little as $2 a month, you can join. You can be a part of the Facebook uh, patron group. Also, get that extra content. Tonight, we are talking amazing, amazing topic uh, with the Super Bowl just ending last night. And as me as a lifelong Tampa Bay fan uh, and them winning the Super Bowl, I was extremely happy and extremely uh, confident in my boy TB12. Uh, he did such an amazing job. So um, we're going to be talking about Disney's influence on halftime shows. And many people might not know they have had a huge, huge impact on the halftime shows. Uh, so we're going to dive in, and there's some really funny ones. Uh, so we're going to dive into some of those over there. And last but not least, pick up your phone right now. Give us five stars. Slap us that virtual hug. Leave that great comment if you like what we're trying to do. Have this 
big community of positivity that's all about Disney and family. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, Mike, Dave, thanks, guys. I had a blast. There's so many great earworms around Disney property, ones that you don't even realize that you may be humming or singing or saying on your uh, Disney vacation, and I think we nailed a couple of them tonight. Uh, Dave, some final words? Um, just a big thank you to everybody who joins in and participates and sends us messages and um, keeps the conversation going after we've recorded it. When we drop an episode, I love having people reach out or tag something and something that stood out to them and say, hey, this is, and we, we love hearing your feedback or your opinions. That's part of the beauty of what we do here. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. And, um, and I'm I'm still going to be humming these like a week from now. And I blame this conversation in advance. Cool. I love it. Mike? Anytime you can hum a Disney song, it always brings back a fun memory, a great trip, some family time, just some alone time, whatever it is you can reflect on. Uh, I hope we brought back some of these memories to our Disney family as you're listening to the show. Uh, I know I'm going to be humming these for a while. And uh, I'm looking forward to humming and chatting and talking with you guys next week. Disney Dads family, we appreciate you all. We can't wait to hear some of the earworms maybe we didn't discuss. Uh, put those in the group, and we'll uh, we'll chat about them next episode and give them a little shout-out. Uh, for our patron family, stick around. We're going to be talking football. We're going to be talking Dave's favorite subject as someone who grew up down in Australia. Super Bowls. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and the amazingly, sometimes awful, Disney <laughs> renditions that were done on Super Bowl halftime shows from the past. So stick around. Everyone else have an amazing week. And until next time, we'll see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Cheers. Have a good night. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.